Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Uncharted Discussions of Empower to Grow. I'm still with the beautiful Sally Sampson, and we've been talking and we've been sharing. Um, well, we are resonating on so many levels. I think one of the things that um, Sally had uh, mentioned in the first episode and uh, that uh, really had an impact with me was the fact that how we're conditioned to fit within a certain frame and how that frame limits us possibly for, for the remainder of our life, just because we are not expected to go outside that box. And it is the weight of expectations that come along with it rather than the freedom and the space to discover who we are, our potential, how we want to grow, how we want to show up in life. And I think that impacts a lot of, um, of what we do beyond that. And provided that science now tells us that our subconscious, which dictates approximately 90% of what, how we act, react, and interact in life is actually shaped between the ages of zero, and seven, zero to seven, which means that we're sponges from the day we're born. And the more we heard, no, you can't, you won't, you shouldn't, the more it became our internal dialogue. Sally, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are um, boxes, which I, I see not just women being put into them, but men too. That's true. Pigeonholes. Very much. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, you are, it's, it's, it comes from a place of scarcity mm-hmm. and limiting and, you know, a, pl- a place of trying to limit things. And so you can understand them, but that's just not humanity. You know, mm-hmm. we often try to put people in black and white categories. Mm-hmm. We are mostly gray. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or we're and how it, the other way around. <laughs> Let's go to the oh, other yeah. end of the spectrum. <laughs> A hundred percent. And the thing is, you try to, like, I think anyone, anyone who's put in a box struggles with it. It's like, for example, the fashion industry, which again, this is like a big thing for women, especially, especially now with filters and, yeah. you know, yeah. Photoshop and things like that, where it's literally no, no, not just something that people do in agencies that you see on billboards or on television, but it's on your phone, that, yeah. you know, now it's, it it's that, it's that simple. You know, you, you are, are put in a box and then the, the box is then pointed towards an ideal mm-hmm. and it's an unattainable, inhumane ideal yeah. <laughs> that you will never reach because no one has ever reached it. Not the supermodels that we see, you know, who suffer to, to, to maintain that image one way or another. Exactly. And so the the knock-on effects of that, you know, what it teaches you is that I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not fat enough. I'm not thin enough. Whatever it is, it's a, it's a scarcity mindset that we grow up believing is a reality, but it's, it's not even something that we question. It was not even something that I was aware of. I didn't have the vocabulary growing up to even define what a scarcity mindset was. And 
or sorry, what happens? The, the, when my coach first told me that statement, it's like the story you tell yourself, that made me angry. I'm like, what do you mean the story I tell myself? It is a reality. It's like, no, that's the story you are telling yourself. It's what yes. you have been made to believe is your reality. But in essence, it isn't. And that yeah. was for me such a, a pivotal moment in the way I thought and processed through things that was like, okay, hang on a second. So what is my reality? And I think mm -hmm. that is the point where you really start questioning a lot of what has been, how you have been conditioned. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Like um, the point, the poison of it for me, it's, it's, rooted in, in patriarchy. A lot of it is rooted in patriarchy. And it's, it's just as harmful if we're talking about men, men and women. It's just as harmful to both because patriarchy says girls are only good in a certain sphere. They are made to be pretty. They are made to be nice. Um, they are not made to be loud. They are, you know, all these things non make yourself non-challenging. <laughs> exactly. All that boring stuff, you know, you just, and girls are a whole lot of sugar and spice. So that just does not work, right? <laughs> but also it's the same system that tells boys, you're not a man if you cry. You're not a man if you feel anything, but anger or, you know, it's, 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 like, it's anger or, or just general boredom or you're boasting to try to like out, out, um, outdo the, the other guy in front of you. You know, I, I had more girls. I have more money. I have more cars. I have whatever it is. And it, it disconnects us from our humanity yes. and allows us, and it, it makes us believe that we are alone mm -hmm. and that we're not like the person who's next to us, who is suffering also because they are also in a box. So my my belief is, is that when you become aware of the box, like uh, there is a part like, okay, so roles, for example, mm -hmm. like, you know, being a mother, being uh, uh, a, a businesswoman, whatever, those roles are great. Like we can say, I am a mother, I am a business person, I'm a daughter, I'm whatever, but we always have to remember, but I am more than that. Yes. I am not just that because all those things can be taken away. You know, you, you could lose your job tomorrow. You could lose, uh, you know, your identity as a, like a, as a daughter or as a, a mother, you know, it happens, it's tragic and it's horrible, but it happens. Yeah. And what happens to people who wrap themselves up in one thing when that goes, because it's the nature of life, they get lost because now they don't know who they are yeah. in the absence of that thing. And so my, my, my biggest discovery as an adult in my thirties now, because I floundered big time. <laughs> we all did. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like big time. And I really believed a lot of things about myself. Like I had a lot of like audacious beliefs about my capabilities, but I had a lot of limiting beliefs about my worth as a person. Sure. And th they can coexist by the way. Yes. Like, <laughs> and to so contradict. And actually they, they could, they're like polar forces, you know, bipolar, is it polar or bipolar forces? But, but they, they kind of, they yeah. go against each other at times. It's like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't. And I, I agree. Cause like for me a year ago, cause I, as I told you, I'm processing through a lot of my limiting beliefs. I'm processing through a lot of my, you know, child wounds and any traumas of 
of any level that I had. And I realized that I had this voice at the back of my head for, I don't know, 40 plus years. It was like, who do you think you are? And it was every time I had an audacious dream, every time I, I wanted to challenge the box, I wanted to push beyond the glass ceiling, this voice would get me like, I'd be excited and I'll be all kind of getting the stamina. And then this voice would, would ring in my head and I'd find myself stopping. I don't know why, I don't know how, I just stopped until I realized there is that voice. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, it's all about this and that and, and how they clash in the middle, but that's a beautiful thing. You know, once you start recognizing that they're there, then you're becoming conscious of them. And then you mm-hmm. start kind of trying to tame the, pe- the beast on one side. <laughs> yeah. And understanding the steps that there are steps towards audacious dreams that you can take on the other end. And breaking down those walls. Like you have to be the person to literally tear, because even if the walls, you know, someone put the foundation there for you, over the years, you've added bricks to those walls around yourself. That's true. And so it's realizing that, oh, I, I built this. This is also a prison of my own making. Mm-hmm. So I have to be the person to take ownership and tear down these prisons as well. Yes. And, and it's, it's that con- literally it's a conscious observation of self that mm-hmm. allows you then to tear it down like one brick at a time. And it may take years. It may take a lifetime to uncondition yourself or recondition sure. yourself into something more positive. But that is so in, essential to evolution, to fulfillment, to joy, sure. you know, because when you realize <laughs> it's, it's virtual reality, man, like yeah. <laughs> everything that happens in here, yeah. this is, a, it's not, it's just here. It's the story I'm telling myself. Yeah. So I can choose to tell myself, who do you think you are? My story, my limiting belief if I may share it with you or the voice that was inside my head mm-hmm. was you're invisible. You're going to die alone. Mm-hmm. That was, those are the limiting beliefs that have informed so many of my decisions. Exactly. And these have been shaped by one way or another, by whatever you went through in your life. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and you just think it's, it's kind of been the thing that propelled me as well, because yeah. now like, I'm, I mean, when you look at what I do, I'm on stage. Like it's literally the polar opposite of <laughs> being invisible. <laughs> it's like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's in a way it propelled me into my destiny mm-hmm. or into the thing that I love the most, which is people, which is storytelling, which is connecting others because I felt that isolation, yeah. but I have to realize that that isolation, while it served me in a way, I cannot stay there now. Exactly. It's, it's, I got some, put that behind me. And then when you are brave, this is the thing, this is a wonderful thing about being empowered and being brave. When you are able to step out and call it out, look, sort of like look the demon in the eye and say, I see you, I slay you. I'm done with you. I'm moving on from you. Someone else sees that and goes, oh, I can do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a dragon chilling with me too in this space. I need to turn around. I need to slay the beast. You know what? <laughs> that became my newfound superpower that I had not realized I had. Um, mm-hmm. Over a year ago, January, 2020, I came back. Um, I was visiting. Well, 
my last Christmas in Egypt, hopefully, inshallah, will come again now with yes. everything that's happening. But fingers um, crossed. <laughs> exactly. That was one of the things that uh, it was one of the times where I felt super disempowered. You know, all the vision I had for my business, nothing was working out like I wanted. And I really, really felt crushed. And um, I did this um, abundance meditation over there. It was uh, it was going around. And I was like, the factual for abundance meditation. I'm like, you know what? I, I meditate anyway. Let me do this. It was 21 days. And I came back and, and during that time, I kind of felt an uplifting within my spirit. And that for me was literally where, I mean, I've been reading about mindset. I've been listening to about, you know, learning about it, but feeling it with something, you know, when something kind of that moment, when something switches inside of you, yeah. that, I don't know how, but one day I woke up and that switch for me was from scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And I'm, I came to realize I'm abundant. I'm abundant with, with knowledge, with certificates, with love, with empathy, and I want to share. And I created a Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, but yeah. <laughs> naturally, you know. And I started just kind of writing every day. I found like the more I wrote, the more I shared my knowledge, realizing that because of this abundance I felt, there is nothing that I would share that would make it any less scarce for me. And there's no way on earth I can share everything I know. I've got like a, a variety of certificates and stuff, which I love to use interchangeably because they've equipped me to, to see things differently. And yeah. I realized that the more I share, the more I feel abundant. But more importantly, that's a superpower that I uncovered is the more I'm sharing and I started sharing vulnerable moments and I started sharing photos like with me, with my, like I've got curly hair and I start when I first started nourishing it, I chopped it off and it was all over the place. It was horrible <laughs> it was like oh and I shared a photo of that and I said you know I was talking about taking one step at a time and nourishing and nurturing yourself and I shared the photo two years later and one of my sisters said she's like seriously you put that on social media and I'm like yeah but the point is the more vulnerable I became realizing my dragons and how I'm slaying them oh how I'm learning to slay them I'm not saying they're all gone and I don't think mm -hmm. you ever get to heal 100% or get to overcome or get to banish all your limiting beliefs because every day I'm discovering something new another layer <laughs> that I didn't know it yeah. just... but the more I did that the more others could come out and say me too and in a good mm -hmm. way not in a negative me too <laughs> way but it was me too and thank you for sharing and that made me think and that made me realize and that made me reflect on my own limiting beliefs and yeah. I think that is a superpower that we all have and sometimes, again, part of our conditioning is you don't share your vulnerabilities because someone's no, going to hold that against you. But the, the amazing part is once you put them out in the spotlight, I don't care if, if, if you're highlighting them I already did. What are you doing that's different? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's so true. It's, it's, it's like the don't air your dirty laundry yeah. syndrome. Yeah. And, and you, at the second, the second that you say, you know, this is my story. It's like speaking your truth gives you permission to just say whatever. Like it's liberating. Um, um, it's liberating, and it it also liberates the person experiencing the same thing who's afraid to acknowledge it. That's you know, the truth will set you free, but it also sets you Others. know people around you free as well. Yeah, <sighs> I think that <laughs> again, it's it's a. It's, it is an empowering space to be in when, as you said, when you're not only 
sharing more and unveiling and revealing more about yourself, but you're mm -hmm. also holding the space for others to do that. So I'm, I've been blessed and grateful to, to be able to do that for myself and also for others, but more importantly as well, as you go along, you also find a tribe of others that are willing to hold the space for you to be as vulnerable as you need to be, even when you can't in front of kind of a bigger crowd. Um, and I think that's the, the possibly the last point I'd, I'd like to touch on this here is finding your tribe. Mm. Because you touched on it as well, saying it might have been others who empowered me might have not been in my direct circle. And I think that's another limitation that we also tend to believe that it has to be someone around us. But yeah. for me, I, I started realizing that I'm creating a tribe around the world and it could be one here, three here, those kind of things. And we can connect. I know it's not ideal that we can connect on the screen. I'd love, <laughs> I love human connection as an in-person, yeah. but, but still that I can find others. I can connect with others that we share elements of our stories and we share elements of how we've overcome adversity in our life and um, connect in that sense. So are you finding your tribe? Yes, I, I have, because I am a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. That was my conditioning. And yeah. I really wanted to be good and I wanted to be liked, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that was, those were my thing. That was like, always like my thing. Like I would do anything within the realms of what was, or the boundaries of what was good so that you would like me. Yeah. Um, and what that meant was I had a lot of people around me who were takers and I was a limitless giver. Yeah. And, and so part of the evolution and like coming out of like breaking out of these boxes and looking the demons in the eyes and whatever, it's allowed me to literally see who is in my tribe and who do I just think is in my tribe, but is really just sort of in it for themselves. They do, they're doing their own thing. They <laughs> they're like, if you're there, you're there. If I can get something <laughs> off of you, cool. Yeah. If not, then, you know, and, and you can sign around. I mean, they're, they're companions, they're acquaintances, they're people you socialize with every once in a while. You don't have to yeah. cut off all ties, but again, it's understanding who's there for you. And I think that yeah. is the bottom line. The danger is when you mistake an acquaintance for a close friend or like whatever it is, when you put someone in a role that doesn't, that they've not earned yes. that and that that's the thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that's been my struggle because I love people and I try to offer, uh, you know, whatever it is I do, or whenever I meet people, I, I try to offer my whole heart, you know, mm -hmm. on, a, on, a, on a plate. Yeah. And, and sometimes you got to realize if you are someone who has that, that, that openness and that love for people that you, there's are moments where like definitely have the openness and the authenticity and all of those things, but not everyone gets access to the deepest part of who I am. Mm. Only, only the people that have really proven time and time again, that they show up for me the same way I show up for them. Those are the people that, that are really part of that core tribe. Mm -hmm. But then like, there are different kinds of tribe, like for, in like, for example, like if for people who want to start businesses, for example, for women who, who don't have anyone around them in their families who've ever been business owners and they want to do something different. They want to try something that no one has ever tried before or go into a different sphere. Mm -hmm. the, when I go back to like my direct tribe, my direct family, the one that I was born into, the one that I didn't choose the same way no one chooses their family. Yeah. There are there's a moment where you outgrow 
that. And it's not that they don't love you. It's not that they have not done everything that they can to make you a, a, a better person than they, than they were like, that's, that was always my, my parents' dream. Like, I want to make you better. I want to make you, which I, I love, but that's their limitations. So if I want to go beyond, I need to find a tribe that is going to push me beyond. So opening yourself out up to people who are going after their dreams. You know, the wonderful thing right now is the internet, baby. You literally yeah. have access yes. to yes. everyone. Yes. <laughs> so, and I know we what, keep talking of the negativity of it, but but look at the blessings. I actually, speaking of that, I, um, I wrote a post about that last night. I attended Clubhouse, um, a room for a whole hour, which was a conversation with Azza Fahmi and her daughter. Oh, wow. It was the best hours I have invested in a very long time it's just listening to this lady who inspires me like I'm really inspired by her and her Mm -hmm. journey everything and again people fail to remember that she's been doing this for 50 years to get to where she is today yeah it's fascinating and and it is uh, you get to choose again there's a choice you get to choose how to utilize the tools that are available to us you can Mm -hmm. be scrolling all day and all night or you can be following people you um, are inspired by you get to connect yeah. with people that align with you you get to be inspired by in in like real time people now on clubhouse and things like that as like mm-hmm. these are the kind of choices it's it's the scarcity versus abundance abundance mindset where i can look around and the story that i'm telling myself is i don't have anyone that can help me yes. or you could say how can i get myself in the room or in proximity to people who exactly. have the same hopes and dreams as me. Exactly. So it's not, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm never going to get there. It's what do I have to do? What's the strategy that I need to take to get to those people who are like-minded to challenge me that will, will have be able to have that, that push and pull between us so that we both do better and get better. So it, it is literally just becoming aware of like, what am I saying? Oh, okay. So this has not, is not serving me. Let me switch tactics and go for this and, and see how that, that, cause it'll draw people in then that will draw people in. One of the ways that we, you and I connected was as a strange, a, a change in strategy on my part where I thought, okay, I'm starting a business. Yes. I'm going to reach out to the <laughs> awesome people who have done it before me. And I don't know who's going to, I'm going to cast my net. I don't know who who's going to, who I'm going to yeah. catch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's it. And then you, yeah. you, you, it just takes, again, it takes a decision. And as you said, it's also related to the fixed versus the growth mindset. The fixed mindset sa- says, I can't do it. I don't have, I, you know, it's a, it's a, just looking at your limitations again. The growth yeah. mindset says, how can I do it? Yes. And, and that is it. And in, in that sense, then, then you switch on. I think what the growth mindset does for us is kind of switches on the creative side of our thinking of saying, okay, now I need to think of value. You know, what's my value proposition? If, if I'm to get close to you, what do I have to mm-hmm. offer you? Because again, it's a give and take. Yeah. It's not a- It's I a relationship. To, exactly. It's a relationship. It's a symbiotic relationship that where we're feeding off each other. I have mm-hmm. something to offer, but understanding again, Back again to the basics of who am I? What do I have to offer? What value am I adding? And what's my mission in life? And yeah. I don't think 
you don't have to figure it out right away. I've, I've kind of switched and tweaked and, and did a lot of things over the past few years of who do I want to serve? What do I bring to the table? How do I want to package this? And it is a growth. And more importantly, I think the last point, and I think you would relate on, on, on this level as well, is you're not expected to do it alone. You are mm-hmm. not expected to realize and unveil all your limitations by yourself. And you're not expected to break through them by yourself. But we do have, again, the internet and the beauty of it is there are certified professional people across the globe who can support us. And they're literally a Zoom call away <laughs> of saying, yeah. I'm ready. What do you have to offer? And, mm-hmm. um, and check it out for yourself and see where you're feeling the synergy and where you're feeling the energy and where you can connect and where you can value. Yes, no, I agree completely. And I think for women particularly, there's two polar opposites in terms of the models of dependent versus independent. And when we talk about dependent women, we think of women who are completely disempowered, women who who have a lot of people around them to do everything for them. That's Mm -hmm. the model. And when we talk about, I'm an independent woman, I do this, I do that. The wrong association is that independent equals alone. Yes. Independent does not mean alone. Independent means empowered. Independent means I'm able to take care of myself. And if, if everyone leaves me, yeah. I'm not going to crumble and fall apart. I will, I am, I can, I've created my own ecosystem to sustain myself, Exactly. but <laughs> I need people because I'm still a person. Exactly. I want, and we're social know, animals and we're dependent on each other one way or another. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm very against this, like independent equals alone, because this has been my own personal uh, demon also. And, and the other, the other end of the spectrum is dependent does not necessarily equal helpless. Mm-hmm. It, it just yes. means, you know, you are, again, it's just a different format, but yeah. a, a dependent could become very independent if needs be. But for now, that's, you know, whether it's by choice or by offering, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So. And a dependent person can also be very lonely. It's not necessarily, it could be incredibly isolating to feel like you have no backbone to be able to, if, you know, for a lot of women who don't make their own money or who don't know what's, you know, if, if their, their husbands, for example, aren't there, they can't even open the door and pay, pay an electricity bill or let in a plumber to like fix a sink that's leaking. Like this idea of like complete dependence, it can make you feel like you are very small in a very big world. So it doesn't equal a lot of people around you to help you because you are, you know, you need to be taken care of. <laughs> it's, it's this really interesting dynamic that, and, and association and assumption that we have around these certain archetypes, which are far from reality. Yeah. Far, far from the reality. I think the, the bottom line here, and I think um, this, this could be the point we close with is we need more empathy towards ourselves and towards one another we, mm-hmm. we are yearning for compassion again, towards ourselves and towards others. And, um, I believe each of us can hold the space for ourselves and for others. And maybe these are the fundamental, uh, blocks of what being empowered to grow could be. I could not agree more. I think compassion starts, it has to start with yourself first. Yeah. And this is, 
something that is hard for a lot of women to accept. Uh, a lot of Middle Eastern women, especially, have been taught that to be a good wife, a good mother, a good person is to deny yourself totally. This is the perfect recipe for a very broken, resentful woman 20, 30 years down the, the line. And so when you're able to set boundaries and standards for yourself and take care of yourself and offer that compassion and not be so hard on yourself when you mess up, because we all mess up, then I find that you know, your cup will run over and you will be able to offer to other people the amount of love and generosity and compassion that you in the beginning wanted to offer them. That was yeah. always your intention. But you, yeah. It's like being on a plane. You got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you offer it to your child or to whoever it is that's sitting next to you. So very, very well put, Hanan, 100%. <laughs> and you just summed it up beautifully because I use that metaphor all the time as well. The oxygen yes. mask. <laughs> <laughs> with that thank you again this has been delightful conversation and i know that uh, it's the first of many and i can't yes. wait to have a lot more with you oh it's been my absolute pleasure and i i cannot wait to to have more of these chats with you and to see where this takes us you know I, i'm sure we have so much more to touch upon <laughs> i hope we do down the line <laughs> exactly we will inshallah well again i think put your max oxygen mask on first you deserve it you've earned it and you're definitely going to be much better off for yourself and for others once you do thank you for joining us again tonight um love abundance and prosperity to you all bye thank you for listening to the empowered to grow podcast for further engagement with a tribe of empowered women join my facebook group empowered to grow or visit my website www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.